Welcome back to the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. And today we have a very special episode for you. So if you guys have been following us on social media, you know that we are founding members of the Food and Wellness Equity Collective. Today, we have the co-founder of the collective here with us. Yes. So today we have Yoli Wea, who is a driving force in the global sustainability and wellness movement. Yoli's interest in sustainability and wellness began with her desire to improve her personal health and culminated in becoming certified in plant-based nutrition through Cornell T. Colin Campbell Institute. She started to develop her brand as a digital creative and chef, launching Yoli'sGreenLiving.com, an eco-lifestyle portal dedicated to providing digitally engaged consumers with insights into green and wellness data. Yoli was nationally recognized as the queen of green Mm. by Black Enterprise Magazine and as a go-to social media presence for sustainability insights. In 2017, Yoli was selected for Yale's inaugural Sustainability Leadership Summit. Okay. Yoli, as we told you guys earlier, is also one of the co-founders of the Food and Wellness Equity Collective, which is a diverse group of content creators and entrepreneurs committed to being change agents for equity, diversity, and anti-racism in the food and wellness industry. So Yoli, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Yes, we are. Thank you for having me, ladies. I enjoy talking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Julie, you're so humorous. So to begin, (laughs) go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and also your background specifically in the health and wellness industry. So I started my journey on a bet. Uh, I had a bet with uh, my part, my, uh, my mister, as I call him, and he was vegan at the time. And he said, I bet you can't be vegan for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was full of life and ego at that time. And I said, (laughs) I bet you I can. So I went cold, no pun intended, cold turkey that day, was vegan for two weeks. Then Mm -hmm. I went, then I continued the diet and I was like, oh, I feel better. I feel different. Let me see what else comes along with this ride. Mm -hmm. And that took me on a 10 plus year journey of being uh, vegan. Now I say I'm plant-based, not mm-hmm. plant-exclusive, because right. I'm older now. My diet has, has to change with my body. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to something specific because people say, oh, you got to be. No, I got to be what's good for me. I don't have to be with anybody else. So exactly. as a part of that journey, I was a vegan caterer. Um, I'm, my background is very like unicornish. I was mm-hmm. like, Marketing and design for Wu Tang Clan. At what? the same time, a, a vegan vegan chef, well. vegan vegetarian chef, and full time design and um, for for a design company for not a design company for a media company. Wow! So I was doing all these a lot of things simultaneously, and then uh, one day I said, "You know what? I just hope they fire me, and then that way I can just live my dream." And uh, uh, Jamal. Uh, he said to me, he's like, that's really a responsible conversation to have. And I was like, okay, fine, you're right. I'll plan and like save money and do all these things. But one thing we know as uh, black and brown folks is that when you put something into the universe, the mm-hmm. ancestors will surely bless you. Mm-hmm. God listens. And uh, I got fired two weeks later. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, 
Oh, okay. So I guess I'm a full-time blogger, uh-huh. full-time caterer. Um, I laid off the catering and focused more on the blogging. Um, mm-hmm. And that became a full-time for me for the last several years while still doing a couple of things design on the side. Mm. But now it's come full circle where I've become, I've always been a cook. Mm-hmm. I've always loved food. My father is from West Africa. My mm-hmm. mom's family is from the South and Florida um, by way of in, in, currently in New York. And they lived in New York for many years. So my, my love and attachment to food is ancestral. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, just, oh, I love food and I'm a foodie. No, I'm, like this is an integral part of my life. Right. So now with this manifestation of the Food and Wellness Equity Collective, it feels like my, everything that I've done in my life has come full circle. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I get to really hone in on the work that I love. Um, I was also the spokesperson for Toyota's uh, Green Initiative for five, five years. Nice. It was the only car company that I know of focused on promoting health and wellness by way of a car to the African-American community. That program existed for almost nine years. And I was like, what? This is, and I I saw them one day. I was like, hey guys, like if you ever need somebody, you know, I I, I like like cars. Um, But I also like promoting health and wellness to to communities who, who deserve it and need it the most. So um, that ended last year and, uh, now food and wellness is your focus. Yep. That is awesome. I know you always had that creative juju. I mean, it just, it just radiates. <laughs> creative bay. It just sprinkle a little bit. Nice. You know, I've met people like you too. People who are jack of all trades but they are master at all of the trades. Now, there are some who are jack of all trades and they master of none. Mm-hmm. But I've met a few people like you who are masters of all the trades they put their mind to testing out. You know, it's interesting. One thing I learned, like I studied um, uh, martial arts for a number of years. And one thing I have learned in that through my sensei um, is that I've studied ninjutsu. Is people may call you a master, but you are never like truly a master unless mm-hmm. you've done something for like 20 plus years. True. So I'm like, I'm getting there, but there's so much more I have to do to refine myself mm-hmm. where I would even like, it's like imposter syndrome. You're like, well, I don't know. If I haven't. But when I get in front of a room of people and I open my mouth and speak about something that I'm really passionate about or really familiar with, Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I do know a little something. <laughs> but there's always something, some something I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's part of my life mis- mission is to know more about myself and master mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So and true. then I can master things and ways of being. So that is that is the name of my game currently. And I like that way of thinking too, because I myself, I think that way because I feel like if you start thinking of yourself as like, you know it all, then you're never going to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. So I'm always on of the mind frame of, they call us nutrition experts, but I'm not at the top tier of where I, where I can be with knowledge. There's many, many others who know more than I do. And I'm always trying to 
you know, educate myself and get to know more. There's always something new. With some new development, and then, then, and the and our food systems are constantly changing. Crazy. The quality of food, like even I was talking to uh, my practitioner the other day, and he's like, supplements are sucky now. He's right. He was like, there's so many, and I was like, you're right, because people don't know the difference between like a synthetic or a whole food whole right. food supplement, and thing, and and these nuances are lost because we've been, you know indoctrined into the system of health and wellness you know take a multivitamin take this take that but mm-hmm. without missing the, the the crucial components of customization to mm-hmm. who you are and mm-hmm. what you and where you are in that moment because right. we literally change day to day we are ever changing like a food allergy i d- didn't have yesterday next week i may have and i'm oh. like dang but i still want to eat that well right. then now i gotta deal with the consequences right that's I preach that to my clients all the time. Your body is not constant. It is ever-changing, ever-changing. So let's talk about what connects the three of us together. So you recently co-founded the collective, the Food and Wellness Equity Collective, which Kim and I are founding members of. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, tell us what is a, why you came together to put it together, what the purpose of this collective is. So essentially, maybe a couple of years ago, I had them, you know, being in this content creator space can be um, at times a seemingly lonely journey. Like, you know, other people in this space um, mm-hmm. and you know, like, oh, you're doing this. And, but it's, it's very many times it feels very autonomous mm-hmm. and you're kind of in the wilderness and figuring out what, how, what, how much am I supposed to get paid? Who, what brand are you working with? And, and I said, well, what if there was a way to bring especially uh, creators of color, specifically black content to creators together? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest issue primarily was that there were people who didn't know what, like collaboration wasn't necessarily a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, so true. I said, well, I'm, you know, one day it'll happen. I've tried with different groups, different sectors. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Sonia and I were on the phone just doing life catch up. Like we had met at an event and we were like, we clicked instantly. And I said, you know what? I've been thinking about this and trying to figure out a way to do it. And she's like, you know what? I had a very, like really similar thought of bringing people together because after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, Mm -hmm. we, a lot of us were on both sides, black and white and Asian and Latino. And like, everyone was like, kind of like, all right, how do we address this? Like what, what? How do we, if I post recipes about food all day, mm. how do I talk about racism? Like, right. well, they're, they're so concerned about their audience and how it will be perceived. Mm-hmm. But if you have a strong inclination to do what is right and talk about what is right in the world and how you should treat people, then figure out a way. You can do it through food. Food mm-hmm. is probably the easiest medium to Very have these true. conversations. So we came together and like, okay, let's, Let's figure it out. So we spent the day brainstorming and trying to figure out what this word, what this word could be. And it started off with anti-racism and inclusion. I remember and that. diversity. And I'm like, oh, but that's such a quiche word right now. Everyone wants to be right. uh, anti-racism and and all these wonderful things, mm-hmm. but they don't really have any. Um, there's no action behind them. It's just kind of like words that are there to promote an agenda. And there's been lots of people who have equity, um, not equity, but diversity and inclusion training 
but their systems still are the same. Mm-mm-mm. So with that being said, I said, well, let's focus on equity because that's what we want a playing field that has equitable, um, equitable stake for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And then if we're going to have allies, then they need to be held to a certain standard as well. Very true. So we said, let's figure this out. And I said, well, we can't do this alone. Like there's more power in numbers. True. So with that being said, we found a myriad of people, including your wonderful selves. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey, because it's like if, if, we, if we come together as a group and this is we don't I nor Sonia claim this as our movement. Mm-hmm. This is our movement and the people we involve in it, because we have a lot more power in our circles Facts. in terms of influencing people to understand what's happening to be more in tune with their bodies in tune with the food and wellness systems Mm -hmm. and if we can use our collective voices to fuel people into health why not like Mm -hmm. where how do we lose and then if we can get brands to say sign on and say hey we're going to help you Mm -hmm. in this mission because if we have people buying our stuff and health and wellness industry is not struggling. They are, they're not going through the struggle like retail. The billions are still coming in for them. Yeah. And maybe even more so because people realize if I have nothing else but my health, I am good. Mm -hmm. And people are are going to be investing more continually in all sectors of wellness. It's not just the food and the supplements. Now people have to be home. So Hmm, should I start thinking about the detergent I'm using? Mm-hmm. Should I change my sheets? Should I get a better mattress? Should I get an air purifier, water filter? Should I get a bidet? Because I don't <laughs> want to keep buying toilet paper and run out of toilet paper during that whole like toilet paper craze. So I think we're using the collective as a way to support content creators and talking about anti-racism and Anti-racism comes in many forms. Yes. It comes through our food systems. It comes through our environment. It mm. comes through redlining and real estate. These are like all the things that we could potentially address. So every day it feels like we're restructuring Preach. or adding on to what the collective can support um, with. And I think that that's the beauty of a collective like this is that we're ever evolving just like the rest of us. Like if we see something that we can champion, like, okay, why not? So let's be the change we wish to see in the world. And of course, lots of women, of course, it's predominantly women. Like, like let's be like in a, in a system that women make a lot of the buying decisions. Why don't we have the decision-making powers? <laughs> Say that because of the world we live in. The world we live in is male dominated. Girl, let me, let me tell you, I was looking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nioli, go ahead. I want to say, see, here's the thing. I think. There just needs to be an internal, as some as some friends with it, come to Jesus moment. Correct. Or come to Allah moment or come to Buddha moment. Whatever <laughs> moment you need to come to, that's the moment you come to. And be accountable for being, like allowing ourselves to be indoctrined into this system. Mm-hmm. Because if we could say, oh, it's the, if we could say a lot of things about a lot of people. and to, But I'm claiming accountability by make, like by creating this collective. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable for like, oh, thinking I can do it on my own, being I can get on Instagram and be Instagram famous and then talk about health and wellness, mm-hmm. and be this, this sole entity. But in having this collective, it opened up my eyes to say, this is just so much better. 
It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I have to be the quote unquote strong black woman and put all this on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I have other people who are just as capable and just as willing and just as passionate. Right, right, right. Um, and I think that's where, and being uh, accountable in that capacity, it changed the focal point of what this whole collective was. Because I had a whole different construct. I had a very superficial linear focus. And then when everything happened with the murders of these black people, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Because if, if I intend to have any children or even my nephews and my nieces, I don't want to bring anybody. Like, I don't, I feel for parents having to explain this to their children over and mm. over again, um, why this is happening. And for them mm. to even have to experience that. But it's also kind of cool mm-hmm. because it builds resilience in a way. Like, this is what's happening. This is why we're like, we're, we believe in this. Mm-hmm. And you can make the choice of how you want to process it. So, so yeah, I'm, that's where I'm, it's a lot to, yeah, it to process. So I think one of the other points I want, want to harp on at some point is us to, to have some kind of mental health, yes. whether it be resources or something, because if your mind is not whole in a sense and not whole, like if you, you have people have all kinds of mental health challenges Mm -hmm. that is the biggest part of that's the beginning of health if you can't think clearly if you can't see past the fog how can you like how can you feel what's going on in your body Mm -hmm. like how can you be in touch because it all it starts from here that's and then our second brain is our stomach right so if you can't get through the fog here you just gonna eat whatever and whatever is available to you but if we can clear the cobwebs a little bit for you to have some mental clarity and some serenity, you can make better choices. But if your day-to-day is stress, stress, anxiety, anxiety, you, you're not going to make the choice that is beneficial for you. you gonna, you're in survival mode at that point. I was in survival mode for a number of years. The 99 cent menu is lit. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it's like, it is. You're like, oh, for, for $4, I could get four different. Oh, okay, right. bet. That sounds like a bargain. But having enlightenment and awareness of my body I know that four dollars mm-hmm. is going to turn into four thousand or five thousand or ten thousand at some point in my life, because now I have to run to a doctor mm-hmm. because I have a myriad of issues that I don't I don't know where happened. I don't mm-hmm. know where they came from. Um, I have uh, I think I want to empower people to be to be self motivated, to be self empowered, to have a sense of pride in the body that they have, exactly. and to figure it out by any means necessary. I don't want, while I have a practitioner and a doctor I love and cherish, not everyone has access to that. And there are Mm -hmm. plenty of health professionals who don't have the training of like a a nutritionist or RD or nutrition specialist. They don't have awareness of that. Um, And until we have a holistic integrated system that takes all these things into consideration, we, we all we got like at the end of the day, like I've had that. Oh, nothing wrong with you. Your blood work looks. This blood work is trash. <laughs> it does, it's like it really is. Like I know I'm having a, a reaction to something. Right. Your blood test is telling me I'm not having a reaction to something. Mm. Yeah, and you know we are our best advocates. You know we know what we're feeling in our bodies. Right. We know the pain. Like you guys are not feeling the pain when you know we speak to our practitioners, and I think that's really where equity comes in. And you know, harping on something that you said earlier. Yoli, I remember when 
you and Sonia were going back and forth with, you know, should we uh, include the term anti-racism? And you were like, no, because that's, it's a trend. You know, people are just jumping on that word because it's trending right now. And that's not what I want the collective to be about. So I was listening to another podcast. And the reason why I bring this all up is because I realize people look to us on social media for their uh, health advice. Believe it or not, we do. We're influencers in that respect. And I heard in another podcast, somebody said that there was this company that got called out because they paid black people and brown people 20% less than they did white people. So that, that brings me to my next question. Guys, I have goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Next question is, why is equity so important in the health and wellness space? Well, that is first and foremost, the, the best example that you can give is like, why am I being paid less? when I'm driving culture and I'm driving change Mm -hmm. and that has more of an impact. Like something can spread like wildfire on black Twitter and now you have a dynamic shift Mm -hmm. in something. Companies have been taken down. Karens have been outed and, and stripped of all their possessions in the matter of seconds. Mm. Um, And I think with that being said, that has that has value so true. it has intrinsic value and um i think we came to the word equity because i was just looking up different words i was like oh, anti-racism inclusion diversity then when i hit on the legal term for equity and the legal term was natural law mm. i was like okay that sounds about like i'm all for natural law what is what is the nature of like this? What is the nature of our business? What is natural law? Not law dictated by some guy in a house that has white paint on it. What, mm-hmm. what is the law or a, a room full of people who think that their viewpoint is the, the right and absolute viewpoint? What is the natural law and progression of just people? So for me, I was like, oh, that sounds about right. Let's use it. Like equity, like let's establish what natural law is. What is the, what is the opportunity for people to find that we're all given the same playing field? Like when I watched a documentary about redlining, I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know how intrinsic mm-hmm. and in depth and how it just, I was just like how volatile that practice was. And it still mm-hmm. happens. So you, you fear me, like, it's not hate, it's fear. You fear me because you know the legacy of my people. Mm -hmm. Like my father is West African. I know Mm -hmm. a lot more about my history than I knew as a child, like as an adult, I'm highly aware of what we are capable of. And if I start talking that, that, then that's a whole nother level and, you know, container you're opening up. And I felt like, well, they miswrite or misrepresent history because they don't want us to remember where we came from, mm-hmm. not to remember the legacy of where, like what we have done and what we can accomplish. Right. They don't want us to realize that this country exists in, in fact, because of us. Mm-hmm. They don't want to acknowledge that their food is seasoned and spiced because of the spices that have come from our country. Preach that. In that, I wanted to focus on creating an even playing ground for everyone, however that looks like for people. Because I don't want 
us or anyone to rely on someone anywhere to tell us our to 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 indicate our value, especially in the content creator space. Right. Like, oh, um, I found I had this happen once. Like a guy was getting he had like hundred followers or something. And then I found out he was getting paid 50% more than me for something. And I was like, in wow. what world, in what world does this happen? <laughs> but because of his rarity as a male influencer who talked about food, they placed more value on him than mm. they did on me. Mm. And I said, never again, won't be me. Mm-mm. So I think I, I think this is the an amazing time because the pandemic, while it's inconvenient, while it's annoying, while it blah, 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 it is a blessing because the collective would not have been born. A right. lot of things I we a lot of things that people had put off and it, I don't have time. Right. I don't have time. Now everyone intrinsically understands the value of mm-hmm. time and people. Right. Like let's invest. Like now you get to invest in. You don't have to do everything. Like for the first two months of the of the pandemic, I was a my job was Netflix and chill. That was my <laughs> job. I had no other job. I had no. I don't want to talk to anybody because I still hadn't like really acclimated to what this really is. Mm-hmm. Now that we fully comprehend, like now I can make a shift and now I can pivot. And I and then people, we're gonna all go through those weird lulls. We're gonna have those moments where we're like, ah, I'm, I I don't want to do anything because we're literally well, the, those of us who are responsible are in our homes, sipping on you know spring and filtered water <laughs> and cooking food, um, and really trying to like ride this out and see what's next. So, yeah. So I'm in total agreement with you in regards to COVID being, I mean, it's a bad situation, but it's caused a lot of us to do a lot of things that we didn't plan on doing. Myself, you know, it allowed me to have time to be able to be more out there on social media and do some of the stuff that I've done in the last three months. I've done more in the last, what is it? It's now six months, six months than I've done probably since I've been on social media. And so that brings me to my question for you. Why do you think content creators um, should be the agents? Why is it so important for us um, content creators to be the agents related when it comes to equity, diversity, and quote unquote, anti-racism movements? I think something you um, and Kim both alerted me to is the the amount or the lack of representation in uh, the nutrition and dietetics world. Right. I was going to become an RD and then a friend of mine was like, don't do it. Cause she's like, I know how you are. You're mad militant when it comes to food. She's like, don't do it. But in hindsight, if I had known that there was such an underrepresentation in that field, maybe I would have still gone on and then just adjusted to what, you know, my personal um, viewpoints are. I think as content creators, that kind of information that is so like niche and very like specific mm-hmm. could change somebody's life because maybe they were thinking about going into that field and now they realize it's there there's an underrepresentation there for their community and they're like oh wow maybe i can be a change there because there should be more people that look like me in that specific area we have 
we know what's going on. We have, we have a lot of awareness. We are the first to get that unnecessary, seemingly unnecessary PR email mm. alerting us to the new product that's coming out that nobody needs, but there may be a product that somebody needs. Right. We get all this information because people want us to spread this information because we have an opportunity. And I think content creators, at least the ones I know, mm-hmm. we're not always like heavy on the social media side. Mm-hmm. Even in the little bit that we do post, there are people who are paying attention. Mm. And then those people who are paying attention also spread that information to their community through their content. If they learn something from you, even if they claim it as their own, like, hey, guys, I discovered something about, you know, a new recipe. But like, oh, girl, you didn't discover it. Like you saw somebody post about it and then you learned it and then you took it further. I think we have the power to plant seeds that other people can harvest. We don't always need to be, be the pe- person to harvest it. As long as we're able to plant seeds in some regard, even if it's like a little nugget that someone thinks about, we have that capacity. And I'm really proud of a lot of the people in our collective. And I'm so grateful that we have a lot of these people in the collective who were, that's how we like found and decided on the people we were going to invite. Mm-hmm. We went on their social media, I'm giving all the trade secrets. <laughs> we, went their, we went on their social media and said, how are they using their voice right now in this time after all this stuff was happening? Mm, okay. If they were using their voice in a way that spoke out against it mm-hmm. and have been like prevalent and then just post a black square because that's what everyone else was doing. Right. If they were using their voice in some unique way. And I wasn't putting that solely on the, the people of color in the group. I was putting it on our allies to see how are you showing up? And every single person was showing up in some way where I was like, wow. I felt as like a, a, just a general person looking at someone's social media feed, I felt supported. Mm-hmm. People should be able to feel supported. Even if you're having a conversation with someone who intrinsically disagrees with you. If you can have a conversation with them and plant some information that says, well, this is why you're, the viewpoint that you hold isn't exactly 100% accurate. Let me tell you why. We have the power to have mm-hmm. those types of conversations and then have other people watch those conversations happen. And then they're like, oh, even though they didn't speak and there are lots of lurkers online, people are constantly watching and being fed information. So do we want to be the information that helps people grow? Or do we want to be the detractors? I figured that we have an opportunity to help people grow in terms of being more aware of how anti-racism shows up in food and wellness. Right. How black farmers are constantly underfunded. Mm. How the bodegas only get access to certain things. And that's why they have the products that they have. Mm -hmm. How freaking Wick and Snap used to be very particular. Oh, you can only go all this junk food. But they don't necessarily do a great job of saying, hey, if you have a farmer's market, we have a farmer's market program where if you go and put your money there, you'll get more bang for your buck. Right. So we have an opportunity to be change agents by spreading the information that people don't necessarily see or have access to every day. So with that, yo, let me ask you this question because I know that there's a lot of dietitians that listen to this podcast and they're movers and shakers in the health and wellness community. So I know that you recently opened the Food and Wellness Equity Collective to the general public. So if someone is listening to this episode, how can they be involved? You would go to foodwellnessequity.com. 
there is a tab that says join us. Once you fill out that join us tab and submit um, uh, your information, you have an opportunity to join us on our Slack community where we have, we're starting to garner a really wonderful community where we'll have conversations, mm-hmm. we'll have polls, we'll share resources. We're having our first digital summit for content creators on October 15th. So if you sign up to be part of the community, you are automatically invited to that um, to that summit. We'll have limited space and have an opportunity to learn about how to talk about this work without feeling awkward or like you don't have a voice or a place that, to, to lend your voice to this conversation. I agree. I think every voice is imperative in terms of being uh, anti-racist and having anti-racism uh, rhetoric built into their repertoire and figuring out how can I talk about all this stuff and still be true to my core, my core, not my core audience, but to my core self mm-hmm. because they're following you for a reason. Like some people just post about food all day. Well, let's do a collaboration with someone. Like when we did share the plate, right. collaborate with a person of color. Let's do it like a live. Let's have a conversation. Oh, teach me how to, can you teach me or share with me how to make something that addition that is important to you or has mm-hmm. any like historical reference or meaning to you or your family. So there right. are different ways to do it and still address it without feeling like you're like you're being a um, imposter or trying to be something that you're not. And then my other thing with that too, Yoli, is I want to add. So if you are a Caucasian male or female, you can still join as well, because I know that, that that's a question that I'm going to get a lot. Like, oh, I'm white. Yeah. You can't imagine how many times I've gotten that question already. Oh, yeah. Like, come be a part of the community. Be a part of the collective. Because that is the only opportunity we're going to have to spread awareness and help everyone learn. And educate their, yeah, and educate their individual audiences as well. That's the biggest thing. Like, And also... Like, don't join if you want to say, yeah, I have a bunch of Black friends in the collective. That means I'm anti-racist. No, that doesn't mean that. (laughs) But it does give you an opportunity to be in proximity to hear voices who actually can say, well, this is what my experience has been like. And this is how other people have shown up in my life. And these are things that you could possibly do to educate your audience and be a part of the change that we need to see to get out of this this mess that we're in. So true. It's not just a pandemic mess. It's all, everything is coming to light. Everything. Yes. Everything is being exposed. Mm-hmm. Not everything is being exacted and corrected as we see fit, but at least we have an honest foundation to start from. Racism exists. It has existed. It was done out of hate and fear and now change it simple as that Mm -hmm. don't be part of the the status quo that if you see something you don't say anything because you know it's not my business yes the heck it is it is your business you live here as long as you live on this planet earth any injustice that you see for me should be at least a conversation you're having in your local in your local community. It doesn't have to be on the front stage. As long as you have a sense of awareness. I have a friend who has, uh, who adopted, uh, who, a Caucasian woman who adopted a, a, a black girl. And she says, every, she has these conversations constantly on her Facebook. 
She doesn't care how much pushback she gets. And the other day she says, I am fighting for my daughter's life. I'm a white woman, but I'm highly aware that I'm fighting for my daughter's life because I'm raising a black girl and I need her to be able to live and live like she has some sense of entitlement to live her best, greatest, be her best and greatest self. Exactly. She shouldn't have to fear for her life. And I think at the end of the day, how that ties to food and wellness is that we should have entitlement. We have, we have a human right to have access to good quality food, not under this fear mongering of we're running out. There's a shortage. Well, you can have a, you can have the, that could be a reality, but still give us good quality food. Stop give Don't, this is not slavery. Don't give us the scraps and the leftovers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like we have an opportunity and then we've harvested land for how many eons. So we have, at this point, people get, get to learn where their food come from, where their food right. comes from, read labels because labels matter. Learn how, why, what's on the label, why it says what it says. Learn right. how the ingredients, if it starts with water and ends with vitamin B6, that means there's lots of water and there's a little oh. bit of the vitamin. So just those little things, people don't even have an awareness. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how he getting over. Okay, I'm paying this money for to have water. Okay, got it. Right. Like a different choice. I had an educated opportunity to be like, okay, I'm gonna spend my money on something else, or I'm gonna get an opportunity to say, well, okay, let me do some more research and find something that is has better quality or better better value. Because mm -hmm. just because you don't have you don't have a lot of money, don't doesn't mean you can't eat well. True. The coupon bargain hunting save five cents over 10 cents queen <laughs> i know how to buy food i know how to shop and i that that's why i'm in this space because i'm like you can go to there's a lot of stores out here right now where you could i just bought organic blueberries for like 350 and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm so excited i was like oh my god i found organic blueberry 350 and most people are like well, why you that? because i value the stuff that i put in my body right and it just tastes better Right. Well, Yoli, we have enjoyed having you on the podcast and let people know where they can find Yoli on social media. I'm almost everywhere except for TikTok. I was there um, at Yoli Wea. So that's Y-O-L-I-O-U-I-Y-A. It is literally all vowels. Um, and, if you, <laughs> and if you go on Google and just type in Yoli's Green Living, uh, mm -hmm. that is my legacy evergreen site that's how i became known as the queen of green by having that blog for a, a number of years so yoli's green living and yoli we on all social media platforms. awesome well everyone if you are interested in joining the food equity wellness collective go to food wellnessequity.com and follow the instructions under the join now is it join me join us join us link and you'll get more information as always please subscribe tell a friend and have that friend tell another friend and make sure you rate and review us till next time bye guys bye everyone <laughs>